late 90s or like like pre-03 03 like yeah late 90s to 03 something like that that whole transition there over the over the millennium was a was an interesting time for hip hop. Was really I, I went from listening to Will Smith to that. Like, <laughs> oh, like, wow. like 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 Millennium was one of my favorite records. Still to this day, I love I love Millennium. There's a bunch of tracks on there that I really like. But wow. but then yeah, I transitioned to to, to, to that. My yeah. my friends on that like there's certain songs I just remember being so and we're like what look if you buck like what is it what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. But then we would just always like there would be a like, running joke where we're like. Well, now, are you truly bucking if you're if you're knucking, or they <laughs> both have to be done simultaneously? Seems complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it? Do you do you do one only while buck, yeah. or are you restricted to you know like if you were buck for a while but you didn't get a chance to knuck, can you <laughs> prorate? Please don't tell me you've been out there strictly knucking. <laughs> uh, I'm saying I've got I've I've got to be buck for the rest of my life, so I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Chris King. Hello. Uh, on the ones and twos, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, Zach Crown. Hello. Have you been a good boy this week, Zach? I've been a very good boy. Okay. <laughs> sometimes sometimes Zach gets up to antics. and uh, He's uh, he's working his tail off over there. Is he doing something for you? He's like on a project? He's buttoning the shit out of those buttons. Do you remember when you just had to watch a timer? Do you remember that? I, I do. I, I'll tell you what. I do remember, uh, and I think this is appropriate because we're just at our year, but I remember that his entire job on the first podcast was to watch a phone and just tell you when it was when we were getting close to the half an hour. And then I know on air, on the podcast is recording, you asked Zach, hey, Zach, how much time do we have left? <laughs> and literally it was his only job to like let you know that it was close. And then the best part was it was a phone in the middle of the table that we could all see. So not only was his job useless, you also didn't trust him to do it. That's what I remember. You've really, you've really blossomed into a, yeah. into a full-on producer this year. Yeah. Glad 2020 has been good, good yeah. for you. Yeah, no, this has been my best year yet. <laughs> With us in studio, very special guest, Kyle Buck. Hey, what's up, y'all? Kyle Nuck if you buck. Um, welcome, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am just elated to be uh, not only here, but also you know having been through what we just. I, I feel like we'll get into that conversation mm, about yes. you know yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the uh, the the pre pod um, situation, and I am just in a great place right now, and I'm excited yeah. uh, to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting. It was a lot of it was meat heavy. It was a lot of. I feel like there's never uh, a time where there's not meat, but I think maybe this might be the first time where there was not a single dish that didn't have steak in it. My favorite part is when 
uh, I usually tell these guys like a couple days out who the guest is and uh, what the theme is. Yeah. And yeah. I just completely dropped the ball and didn't do it this week. <laughs> so like Chris asked me today, he's like, what's the theme? I said, steak and eggs. He goes, uh, I think you've done that already. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. not like this. <laughs> no, no, man, no, no kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, um, anyone who uh, checks out my Instagram stories today is going to be like, what did you get into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll find out. You'll find out. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. It was very killer very job. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to get into uh, asking you some questions. Kyle, you are a, uh, comedian. Yes. Podcaster. Yeah. Show producer. Uh, man of a, a thousand hats. Yeah, I, I try to. Uh, I can usually only do one at a time, but sometimes I have a good day and I get to put on a couple. So uh-huh. you know, it's one of those things. We uh, we we have this game that we play um, with Chris King. He's not always sure what he just ate. Yeah. So we have a, yeah. a game that we play where we quiz Chris <laughs> King, and he tells, uh, "Hey, what do you think you just ate?" Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Chris is going to answer, and if he gets it wrong, you get a chance to steal. Ooh, and uh, yeah. you could possibly win. There's no prize. There's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. It's just, uh, just okay, for, just for bragging rights. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so again, I feel like when I'm taking the notes as I'm doing this, I feel like I need to always say like, "Well, this seems kind of mean." And but everything is great. Everything you made was amazing. Uh, I loved everything. Uh, every, you've always out. You went to yourself every single week. At some point, you know, it's just going to go downhill. But not this week. It was amazing. <laughs> Uh, especially the first thing we had, which was raw meat, raw eggs on burnt toast. <laughs> it was delicious. I liked it a lot. Some things were cooked. Some things were hot. Some things were not. And he put it all together. Raw meat, raw eggs. Oh, man. Burnt toast. Um, te- te- technically <laughs> not incorrect. Uh, uh, Kyle, you want to go for <laughs> I my uh, my initial thought is this is delicious and has to be the fanciest of feasts. It it really was. It it, it was it was fantastic. You mean, like, you mean like the cat food? Well, <laughs> <laughs> only because it was in a cylinder. I was literally going to say only like, because it was in a cylinder is why I had that thought. Yeah. But no, it was it was uh, it was um, very delicious. And mm-hmm. I th- is it prosciutto? Is no. it no? Dang it! Oh, the bread. Uh, what was the bread? The burnt toast that you put out there? That one that you. Uh... It was black a little bit. Oh, this is grilled. Probably <laughs> in the best way. Just a grilled. You probably want it to be that way. Just I don't a grilled know. piece of bread. Yeah. Look, we're not chefs. We don't know. So, yeah, it was delicious. Whatever it was. Yeah. So Zach uncovered my original <laughs> round of bread that was really burnt. <laughs> I didn't even bring that inside the house. I just oh, that was that outside. We got the stuff that wasn't burnt. Yeah. No one was, told us. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, delicious. It was steak tartare. It was very good. Oh, steak, steak tartare. Steak tartare. Okay. And yeah. cooked with the ceviche. Ceviche? No, ceviche. It's not no? cooked at all. No, no, not cooked, but the, the ceviche, essentially the acid. Uh, no? Okay, well, I'm not going to talk. This is why we play this game. I don't know. That. <laughs> this is why it's a fun game, because I don't no, know what the fuck is going that on. Is, uh, so, I, honestly, that's probably my first time ever having tartare, clearly. Um, I, I wasn't sure what it was, but I... Uh, uh, it was it was something that now if I see tartare on the menu I'm gonna be like mm, I think I'm gonna snag that because that was that was yeah, so good yeah we kept going back very that. very good new experience for me absolutely it was really good because like more stuff coming kept coming out but then you could like take a break of that food and we just kept going back to the steak tartare it was man it was yeah so oh good. for sure yeah no it was, it, was, so good. it was definitely something that even towards the end of the end of the uh, uh, line there I was like oh, I don't yeah that's more great. Well, and I, I gotta be honest with you, Kyle. Normally, I think I also ask. Did I ask you if there was any food allergies or anything? Um, well, uh, steak tartare specifically. <laughs> 
Yeah, we have T minus eight minutes. So uh, everything is fine unless it's raw. Let's steak. let's we gotta stick to gold. Here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I don't have any um, nice. food allergies. Not, not discovered yet. Anyway, <laughs> we'll probably discover them today. Uh, the other one is just regular, basic uh, steak tacos, and then more steak tacos. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, because the theme was steak and eggs. Yeah. Everything oh. had steak and eggs in it. Were there yeah. eggs in those? So those that was the, those were garnished with the uh, cured eggs. Yeah, that was the yellow. Did you know that? Kyle? Uh, well, I I could I could taste some egg in there, and I almost thought that at one point when I when I bit in there, there that there might have been a little bit of like a like a uh, um, like a fried egg white maybe or something that was kind of like finely put in there. Uh, but no, the the avocado jumped out, jumped yeah, out yeah. to me, and and they and, were delicious. And you served it with salsa and and um, green salsa, and I'm like. I don't need either one of these. These are just yeah. fantastic on their yeah. own. That steak was done perfectly on those tacos. It was, oh, my God, it was so good. Uh, then then we had egg pie with meat. <laughs> uh, Kyle, would you like to <laughs> I, 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 I believe what he meant to say uh, was that you had a um, steak, red pepper, uh, green pepper uh, quiche. Yeah. Um, yes. I. Uh, my mom's a vegetarian, and so I would joke with her all the time. Like she's like, "Hey, I'm going to make this this delicious quiche." I'm like, "Oh, you're going to make an egg pie." And <laughs> and so you know, I've definitely I've definitely had those impressions before. But no, that that quiche was fantastic. And it was very fun. good. The the crust was just out of this world. Yeah. That was that was the wonderful chef Bridget Haran. Oh my god, it was so good. Uh, yeah. Peace be upon her. Uh, praise be on her name. <laughs> Just the best human being. Just ever. a real Respect. hero. Just a real nothing but good things to say about. Gonna put some respect on it for sure. Put yeah. some respect on her name. It was good. Uh, then you kind of broke up the, the all the things you had uh, with uh, what I like to call just a potato. <laughs> <laughs> you, there was no fanfare about it. I don't think a picture was even taken. Yeah. We were just eating all this crazy stuff, and then uh, silently Dyke brought out a plate full of uh, tinfoil covered potatoes. And it yeah. was I was I I was gonna open it and I thought there was gonna be like some surprises yeah. in there. But these are some woke potatoes, you know. Well, they got their tinfoil and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. so that was a, a accompaniment to another course. Oh. But now that I'm thinking in retrospect Yeah, you didn't tell us that. We didn't I didn't take a picture of it. No. Like, no one will ever That's, know about that. There those was potatoes. no fanfare at all. <laughs> no. I've never I this is the first time on the Harder Bunch podcast where we ate something that someone didn't make a picture of. Like I I felt like you just had some potatoes you wanted to get rid of. <laughs> and like I bet if I put it out there these guys will just see it. And sure enough, we did. We we just we we didn't even say anything about it. We didn't say like, oh man, good potato, we just ate it because we're from like, the Midwest. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> he says uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it takes so long to cook a baked potato that sometimes I just throw them in the oven because by the time it's done, who knows? Because you never and, uh, know. Oh, exactly. Zach got a picture. I wouldn't put that on the Instagram though. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, ten, it's just a bunch of ten points. Like looks like a meth party. <laughs> Why don't you put the knife on the top? Like, oh, let me break it up with a yeah. knife. That'll make yeah. this ten floor ball look really good. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, then we had uh, cold Scotch eggs with meat and the yolk. <laughs> Because we always have scotch eggs, but not this time. We had scotch eggs, but without the scotch eggness to them. Oh, is that what you call deviled eggs? <laughs> <laughs> we always have... That's what no, no person on earth would call <laughs> scotch eggs. <laughs> but you put short rib in the scotch eggs that were raw this time. It, it was a deviled egg. Oh. It was it was right. uh, short rib deviled eggs. They good. were fantastic. Oh, they were really good. You could actually... You know what's funny is you could really taste the... Uh, you could really taste the short rib in there because I think Bridget said there were short ribs in that, 
And I thought, well, I'm surely we're not. I hope I get a piece of short rib like that one time you made that one crab soup. Um, one lobster bisque. <laughs> one piece of lobster bisque. That's what it was. But you could taste it and everybody. It was really, they were yeah, really, really good. Very good. It so good. sometimes I have these ideas in my head and then they don't turn out the way oh that my God. I thought. So my idea originally was going to be I wanted to do, I was going to do Korean short ribs. Okay. With, uh, I was going to, like, I've, I've done this in school before once where it's like you boil, you hard boil an egg in tea, and then if it's, like, cracked, it gets in under the cracks, and it kind of, like, puts this, like, oh. decorative design on it. Oh, oh wow. And I, I was going to do that, and then I looked up Korean, I, started, I was like, oh, Korean short ribs are not, like, regular short ribs at all. So then that went out, and I was like, "Well, I'll still do these weird tea eggs." And then they yeah. just—it was just a devil. It was just a boiled yeah. egg. So then yeah. I just turned it into a deviled egg. Yeah, it was—it was fantastic. Really good. Yeah, yeah really good. Otherwise, you were just going to get like hard-boiled eggs with your steak and be like, "What? Why <laughs> do we need this? Just a potato? Just an egg? It was good." Uh, then we had after that came square meat with some sauce. Uh, what I put in parentheses was that a pot roast? Question mark. It was a short rib. Yeah, that was good. It was really good. That was, was, yeah, that that was fantastic. Like so, so, one came out that was a very nice big, you know, yeah. uh, piece of short rib, and then another one came out that was double the size. And I'm like, wait, is this like yeah. its own? And it's like, oh no, they're the same. It's just you know plated a little differently. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they both look like equally yeah. incredible. Meanwhile, it, it exclusively like you know looked aesthetically fantastic as well as great. Yeah, not to peel back the uh, the fourth wall too much, <laughs> but usually we do a nice plating for, yeah. the, for the gram, Yeah, and then I just feed these guys out of the horse right. trough. A lot, of times, <laughs> a lot of times what I'll do is like you'll get something that's like plated and delicious and look amazing, and then he'll usually uh, come out with a gloved hand and then plop, <laughs> plop, plop something in our plates. Like, oh, I guess we eat this. I won't even look up. Extra we just, slop, hey. just go at it with our bare hands like, you're feeding us, and then we just eat it. And that's, that was our our plate was the one that wasn't crazy looking uh, oh, then awesome. we had uh, a little bit later we had a Reuben without the Reuben sauce <laughs> <laughs> it was a good sandwich but you forgot the Reuben sauce now there was bone marrow on that sandwich you said there right? was oh, oh. so good so this was probably the biggest stretch for the concept of steak and eggs but um, it was a it was a Wagyu beef. Oh wow! Bologna from 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 Smoking Goose. Jesus. So it was Wagyu beef, and then uh, Bridget and I. Well, Bridget uh, just made <laughs> nice. just made mayonnaise from scratch. So just the egg yolks. Yeah. And so it technically had eggs and steak in it, and then uh, it was provolone, um, and like lettuce, tomato, and then yeah, and then I just bone mar- fried it in bone marrow. I feel like Kyle got the full experience of what it was like growing up in my house where you're eating a meal and then uh, two uh, people are screaming in the kitchen at each other. <laughs> I felt like I was home. I'm like, oh, this is great. I teared up a little when I was eating that. It was delicious. Because I just heard Bridget yell, like, you have mayonnaise here. Why don't I make this? I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I'm home. This is great. Just oh, it, man, it's so good. It was delicious. Yeah, uh, yeah. So good. That's why. That's like, why real mayonnaise is something kind of magical. Like, real mayonnaise, that's yeah. the stuff. Like, remember when they used to be like, yeah, don't leave something out in the car for a picnic because it can yeah. kill you. That's oh. real mayonnaise. Yes. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real mayonnaise can kill you. you yeah. Know? yeah. Oh, absolutely. People are still that mentality of like, you can, like, I know from just our time at Big, at Big Nivens that you can leave yeah. whatever, they're, mayonnaise, shelf, shelf yeah, whatever they're calling yeah. it. You can leave that in the plastic. You can leave that all day. Yeah. 
but not. I mean, people still freak out about like, hey, your mayonnaise isn't isn't cold. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Really, it's not 1963. Yeah, it's just a mayonnaise <laughs> sauce. Hey, tell you what, women can vote now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we made some changes around here. <laughs> a lot of things are going on. Uh, and then the last thing we had, the most amazing thing that you brought out was that Fred Flintstone, music, <laughs> it, aka Dinosaur Leg. Tomahawk steak, man. Oh, that that was a, it was, I saw that bad boy and I was like, yo, we gotta. Yeah. The big with a, egg with, on it. Yeah, yeah. With a big fried egg sunny side up on there, man. Yeah. Shoo-wee. Was that a pterodactyl egg on top of that? It was, a, it was a local duck egg. Nice. Oh, man. It was good. Which, those duck eggs have been in there for a while. They keep keep real nice. Well, I wouldn't tell the guests that after you. <laughs> no, after was, you hey, I, I don't care if it, it stays. That makes me want to get some duck eggs. So yeah. I'm like, I don't get to mine quick enough. They taste that good. <laughs> no, they're good. Yeah. How hard is it to find the duck egg? You, I feel like you have them a lot, but I don't. I've never seen the duck egg. Duck egg. Wow. I have a wild. I have a guy. You have a duck egg guy. I have a duck egg guy. Yeah, that's a terrible drug deal. Just like a bunch of eggs in a van. Like how many of these eggs you want? Like I don't want your van eggs. But that's why it lasts. Maybe that's why. So he can do that. He can travel in a van with his giant. Well, it's like uh, if you you have ever had like chickens or ducks or whatever. Yeah, I mean they're just shitting these eggs out all the time. You got to, yeah. you, you, you almost can't eat them fast enough. Yeah, so you yeah, yeah, move yeah, yeah. Them. yeah. So it's like six bucks for a for a local duck egg. I'm I feel like, like that's the hipster move, especially out in Irvington, because I feel like so many people in Irvington have chickens. Yeah, you can one up them with getting a bunch of ducks. Like, yeah, we just eat duck eggs here. You guys selling that chicken egg? Welcome to two thousand eight. I would rather pay six bucks for twelve eggs and yeah, do that like. Well, like before before COVID, uh, he worked in the city county building, which is right across from where I work. So he would just like walk by and be like, and I'd be like, "Yo, eggs!" Yes, <laughs> and then bring me some eggs the next. Was day. Was it at a baseball stadium? Is he yeah. <laughs> get your egg? Get your egg, get your eggs, eggs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, well, let me go ahead and toss it down here. Too. Hey. <laughs> Well, Kyle, thank you for playing that ridiculous game with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I feel more educated because uh, I had, like, like I said, I'd never had tartar before. So, yeah. you know, um, get, having that first experience was uh, was uh, one that I think I'm probably going to seek out again. Yeah, so. that's good. But do you, for steak tartar, then that lime acidity that was there, there's, you, there's no, no lime? There's no, there's no what was in the ceviche? I, I don't know. Bridget, I, I don't didn't, know. Kyle, tell me I'm wrong. Didn't Bridget say there was some ceviche going on with that? I, I did hear her say ceviche. I yeah. don't know that it was in the context specifically of the tartar. Yeah, I actually don't know what it was associated with. But you're telling me not associated with the steak tartar. No. So the whole the whole thing with uh, steak tartar is that you get a whole piece of beef. Obviously, you don't want ground beef for this. Sure. Yeah. Because that can make you real sick. Yeah. You get a whole piece of beef and then you salt it for like an hour. And okay. that salt uh, neutralizes any bacteria that could have been on the outside of it. Okay, okay. That would and be cooked off normally cool, by, cool, like, cool. pan yeah. searing it or something. Okay, cool. And then, um, yeah, and so then ideally, as long as everything is sanitary, which your you know, hands and cooking surfaces should yeah. be, yeah. and uh, you, you just basically brush that salt off, and then it... One, it, it kind of absorbs into the meat, mm-hmm. but it also it just kind of neutralizes any kind of bacteria, anything that could be harmful. And then it's just lightly seasoned with just like salt, pepper, uh, red wine vinegar, oh, olive okay. oil, and then you get the fat from the egg yolk, mm-hmm. and it just, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's uh, it's fantastic, it real, was real savory, and it was very very good, and and, and putting it on the uh, uh, what's that French bread? 
or yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just a little uh baguette i assume mm-hmm. right just yeah. slice that baguette yeah no that was uh that was fantastic that was gives a little more texture I think absolutely some yeah, yeah some shallots in there sometimes people do like capers and stuff but like mm-hmm. i was i always like look up like five different recipes of doing something and some people are like yeah you can put a bunch of crazy crap in it but he's like i don't want to Stray too much from yeah the flavor of the meat is mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be getting. So Absolutely. doing something like that, I don't need it to be like doctor. Like what it is by itself is amazing. It was it was very very good for sure. Um, so I made the mistake of going to my friend's 40th birthday yesterday. Uh-oh. Oh my god! And um, we just which is you know a 40th birthday is not it's not the rager of a, <laughs> of a, no. of a 20, yeah. 21 year old 25 year old birthday <laughs> you know what the thing is i really thought i thought that you know when i was in my 20s that like my 40th birthday is going to be awesome it's going to be super cool because i'm way cooler than whatever 40 40 year old guys laying around now yeah. no it isn't <laughs> no yeah. it isn't and definitely it's 40 i don't want to go to a rager i don't if someone uh, told me hey there's a 40th birthday party and it's off the hook there are people like in your twenties, when you feel like when you hear about parties where women are like dancing on the counter and like falling off yeah. and shit like that, like mm, check that out. Now it's like, oh my god, I don't have the time. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm hungover just hearing about you that. Break a hip. <sighs> Ugh. But I, had, I hadn't seen my friends in a while. We ended up playing these like all these like trivia games and online games. Like, oh, that seems right. Do you, remember, do you remember you don't know Jack? Yes, apparently, I do. Apparently, that. that's yeah. like yeah. There, there's like like fifteen. That guy's been. First of all, that guy's been doing stuff since the nineties. I don't yeah. know. He's been getting paid horrible marketing. If no one still knows about this, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know Jack yet, then they're doing something wrong. That's not Jack's fault. But uh, there was some, there was some really fun. One of the fun uh, games was called uh, it was called Joke Boat. And you, oh, you play on like a like the TV? Yeah, you play on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, cool. uh, and then, uh, but like you have to write. You have to you each like have to write jokes. They generate like a premise or something. They generate like a part of a premise and then you have to write the joke in a certain amount of time and then whoever's funniest goes up and wins and then you end up having to rewrite the like try to rewrite a better punchline than the losers did oh, wow. oh, oh nice. okay so at the very least it's a fun party game but it would be a great like writing exercise for comics I was sure like, yeah I was like, this would be great to get like five comics in a room and just like because it's also like you're writing jokes under a gun so it's yeah not just like Hey, take this home and think about it. Like, sure. it's like, how do we be funny in the next sixty seconds? Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. I had some some. I think we played. I think we played that. We used to have a game night pre-pandemic situation. We played. Uh, we played the, uh, this game where we would. You basically, it's a, it's a lot of different games, and it sounds like it's pretty similar. Where it's like you would look at a movie scene, and then you have to name the movie, and you're supposed to like make it up. It's supposed to be funny, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. our crowd, where just everything is about dicks, yeah. Just like, <laughs> dick in a vagina as a hat, like it's all yeah. shit like that. We would not be good comedians. There was a drawing game, and I was definitely some yeah, penises just drawing. drawing penises. Yeah. Well, I've been um, really detailed testicles. I I hear about. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I know some of our friends have done the. Um, the challenge mic mm-hmm. where where you have like you know pr- premises you draw out of a bucket yeah. which i think is is really cool and i like the idea of trying to like you know do some sort of organized thing around some of these writing exercises cuz there are a lot of people around here that would not only be entertaining in that yeah. but a lot but everyone would benefit from doing it I like that idea, and I like the people that run it. So I know I'm not going to watch my wording here. Yeah, sure. but um, I think I, I love the idea of trying to do something different than a, yeah, a, st- cool. a standard mic. I agree. I think maybe the time needs to be shortened a little bit down because I think it's like ten minutes. Like 
most open mic comics don't need ten minutes to riff. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. it's like uh, like you can play that game and like it needs to be like like if you're playing it like at home, like you get yeah. like. Ninety seconds, or sure, or absolutely, and and you can have, seconds. and 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 you can you can format it in a way that you have three or four people on stage, so you can still fill five to seven minutes with three or four people riffing yeah. on different things, yeah, or even then somehow get those people riffing with each other, and there's yeah, just yeah, so yeah, many yeah. different combinations of things that could happen that you know it'd be it, I think it'd be worth. I'm just gonna rip you know. off the idea of joke book and do it live. <laughs> I was gonna say like Fuck that. It, we'll do it live. As he, as he was, as he was talking live. about like it's interesting that Red Flag has never done anything <laughs> that isn't just the standard stand up like a, as a breakup. Just to do something like comics because they're all such funny people. Just doing like a game situation. One, like of, one of my favorite things. Did you ever do? Did you ever do the hot dog mic out in Ohio? What is that? No, I don't think I, I ever. What that no. means? I, 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 I've heard of it, but no, I've never done it. Yeah, it, it, it was the most brilliant idea ever. The guy just. Guy dresses up like a hot dog. Um, it's it's called an open mic, but they they pick like I think they usually have like six people that do it. And what happens is you go up, and before before you go on stage, the they tell the audience like, here's the word that like if he says this or if this next comic says or does this, then he has to eat a hot dog. And <laughs> but like you don't know what it is while you're up there. And it's like they just have a crock pot full of hot dogs. <laughs> is it a hot months. dog for every time? So you could hot like, dog for every time. Oh my god! And so, and the rule is basically like you have to stay on stage until all of your hot dogs are eaten. So, what? so people end up staying up there the whole entire show with oh, just like a pile of hot dogs in front of them. And it's like if you're not eating your hot dogs fast enough, then you get punished with more hot dogs. And it's also like like you have to tell your jokes for like while you're eating hot dogs. Oh man. So wow. Like, so like I went up there and I think when I was back and uh Gwen Sunkle was with us and she knows my jokes. So she was like, he tells a joke about his dog he has to eat a hot dog. She knew like exactly yeah, what I was yeah, gonna yeah. say. Oh and man. so then I like go in and to like eat another hot dog I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I think I only ended up with two somehow though. Yeah. But like the guys in front of me had like literally like twelve. That's a Jeez. great idea. There there was I remember um I think it was two years ago, maybe three years ago, at the uh, Fort Wayne Comedy Festival. Uh, it was the first year they had killed Tony there, and there was a show that I I saw earlier in the day that was um, uh, a it, it was a, it was a live podcast uh, um, and also YouTube recording where comedians would play different games while they were doing their set, mm-hmm. and there was one of them where um, when they said a certain keyword. Uh, the um, Jack and Diane song would kick in in the middle of their set. So, so, so like, so, so the joke would be before the comedian would come out, and I think it was uh, Beth Stelling actually, okay. who, who who they were doing this to, and, and the keyword was like if she says the word, um, if she says the word asshole, and so she had a bit where she called someone an asshole, and as soon as that happened, it was like, and, and so like, and, but then everyone uh, in the audience was instructed to when it does the boom, da da, everyone in the audience went. Like that, <laughs> and so she's like, "Okay, what the hell is happening?" Yeah, it's yeah. so weird trying to do your act with like shit going on. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like targeted hecklers, you know. Yeah. It's like, and then you're like, "I don't know why." How many more hot dogs? Why that? <laughs> yeah, Jack and Diane. 
Alex Price had had um, uh, was doing four minutes while people in the audience, uh, well, well, not from the audience, but other comedians were uh, throwing like um, uh, ball pit balls up ramps to the stage, <laughs> and so he's doing sets while having j- just these balls hurled at him like a, <laughs> like a, a ski ball style. That's right. And um, <laughs> Adam Gilbert did four minutes while drawing someone in the audience, and then at the end of a set, um, if the audience couldn't guess it, he had to do another four minutes and draw someone else. Oh god! And so. <laughs> And what was hilarious is he drew um, uh, a white guy with a beard, and then he goes, "That's seventeen people in here." <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible choice for me. It was so good. It, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, man. I hilarious. like to see that stuff on stage. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna be back with our guest Kyle Buck, and we're gonna talk about. We're gonna get into some tinfoil hat conspiracy oh, talk. Let's, have some let's do it. Shit. Slipping like once, but I'ma need my run back. See, I figured out your approach, so I'ma need my dub back. L don't stand for loss, I stand for learning. Long as this earth is turning, I'm getting better with time. Aging like Buddha and wine. I'm making the hard reads, adjusting one step at a time. A little practice, now my scope and my chakras aligned. Marking my targets, he's an assassin or artist. Raise his voice for the voiceless and for the dearly departed. I live, I learn, I rise, I fall, I hurt, I scab, I heal, move on. My existence is weaponized because my skin is black. So adversity's just another scene, another act. Black guy? <laughs> Can't, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> the only thing that I'm upset is that I didn't say that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Dyke is... A couple things just shocked Dyke. One, that I have another friend. And two, that I have another black friend. Like, just blew his fucking mind. No, was, you have another black friend. And yeah. then his name is Justin. That's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh... Uh, it's um, he didn't open this beer for me, so <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be sure to take it out of his pay later. <laughs> Here, I got it. I got it. Oh, you got it. You got I got it. Um, no, it's uh, Justin Mack. Justin Mack works at Indie Star. I definitely anybody I know that does anything uh, worthwhile, obviously except for you, Dyke. Not Dyke. Uh, but they, it's, it's I know through Amy. Uh, but yeah, he was the. Uh, he's one of the reporters that works for the Indie Star, and then he's really, really talented. Uh, and he did that fucking album. It's the Run Back, and that's the title track from the Run Back album. Just came out, yeah. and it's. I would never ever put an album on here that a friend did. I was telling Zach that if Zach said came in and like, "Hey guys, I put out a hip hop album," like I would tell you when he's not around, like I bet that thing is shit. I bet it's garbage. But yeah, surprisingly, he made. He's friends with me, and he uh, made a decent album. Justin Mack did a really good job. Surprisingly, that he's friends with you. Or surprisingly, he made a decent album. Both of those, <laughs> both of those, both of those things. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah, uh, yeah not bad. Yeah, no, that, that was dope. I was really surprised. Oh, absolutely. Have to interview him separately about this friendship. Um, yeah, I mean, he probably. Are, are you okay? He's probably. He's probably going to do this cool thing where he's like, I don't even know that guy, Chris King. This is like a thing we do. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Him. We have this running, yeah. We have this running bit where like we act like we don't know who each we other totally are. Like, and... he, he may say something like, "Yeah, he was my HR and asked me if I if I uh, belong there." Like he did that, but I don't know. That's <laughs> not true. Yeah, I filled out my like orientation packet. I yeah, I yeah. Well, he, he took my I nine. I've never seen him again. Yeah, he parks by me all the time for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy that will not try, stop trying to give me high fives. That's what Chris King is. Uh. So, Kyle, I, I, I've known you through doing stand-up comedy, and you run uh, a couple a couple dope, um, a mic and a show. 
up in Anderson, Indiana. Yeah, at uh, at the Kettle Top Brew House, um, we do a bi-weekly Wednesday night show that's free. Uh, it's called the Kettle Top Comedy Hour that we um, usually feature um, at least one, um, you know, local comedian um, to the, that's, you know, got around 15 minutes that, uh, you know, will we'll be nice to close out a show and then we have open signups for the rest of the spots. And there are some nights where we just, you know, end up having these killer shows pop up just sort of organically mm-hmm. over the course of a couple days. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the one we have coming up this week, we got, uh, uh, four comedians coming from Dayton, um, to, to, to close out the show. And nice. so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And then we, um, you know, uh, we're doing shows once a month um, up until COVID. And so we did our first show back, um, our first uh, so, uh, socially distanced indoor show with uh, Brent Terhune back in August. And that was just a killer show, a great night. Everyone needed a morale boost. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Brent just, you know, tears it up. So um, that was a lot of fun. We'll probably look to do our next one in between Thanksgiving and Christmas sometime there in the winter, give people a nice winter, winter laugh. And, and then, um, you know, we'll just kind of see where, you know, things shift after flu season gets by and, and, you know, if there's a normalcy that pops back in, or if we need to maybe try to adjust to the, to the quote unquote new normal. It's a, just one of those things that, you know, it's it, it's hard to lean too hard either way. I feel like right now. I know we're 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 doing a, a bunch of these outdoor shows. Yes, uh, outdoor mic, and uh, we're doing like these pop up shows. Like we did one for the cottage home, yeah, like a local neighborhood. Yeah, that's all. I saw and that. Then, I saw uh, Jason posting about that, Reggie. And yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then we did one in a alley on Mass Ave next to uh, the milkshake <laughs> shop. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I know that I saw the Instagram for that and I know that it was probably really funny, but if you don't know what's going on, uh, it's just uh, you in an alley and a bunch of people looking at you from a table. Mm-hmm. It's weird. See, right. but that's the power of a microphone. You do that without yeah, a microphone yeah. and you're a crazy guy. You do it with a microphone and you know, now you get a comedy show. It's a, it it's just, a, it looks, it gives the impression until you hear the jokes coming out, it gives the impression that there's a person and not, not you specifically Dyke, but there was like, you know, because I, everybody that, a lot of the red flag comedy people or anybody that are doing it, I'm usually following them on Instagram. Usually mm. they, they've also been guessing the show. So it's just a bunch of like different Instagrams of like people at the end of an alley yelling at people trying to get a meal. It was great, but just you start like, what are they doing? Why are they yelling at these poor people? The irony was not la- lost on me. I was, I, was, uh, I was talking to Gwen's uncle, friend of the show, and she just did her first headlining uh, weekend yes. at a comedy attic. Shout out in, to her for in, that. It's Bloomington. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like talking to her and like, hey, how'd it go last night? Blah, blah. And she's like, great. What do you have to do? I was like, yeah, I'm just, I was doing comedy in the alley, but yeah. you know, congratulations yeah. on headlining. <laughs> it's yeah. nice that they put you right by the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they would have moved you somewhere else, but I guess that was, that kept it real. Yeah. That's the, that's the really unique thing that like, you know, um, keeps comedy funny is that you know people that we know and see are headlining one of the coolest clubs in the midwest mm-hmm. yeah and and you know we we you know are, are doing shows out yeah, in alleys but, 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 uh, hypodermic needles yeah absolutely <laughs> but, but but at the same time we both are are having you know everyone's having fun doing what they're doing and yeah. that's and that's the cool thing about you know um, comedy in general around here is that you know people love having a mic where they can find one and and that you know being yeah. able to being able to provide one is one of the coolest things I think I've I've ever done is yeah. is that was something Anderson never had 
was was really a comedy scene of any kind and now we've been doing it for you know three years now and yeah. it's uh you know it's cool to see people counting on it and did, wanting to have it and telling their friends about it. it's really cool did you take that over from someone else or did you no start, that was start that whole thing up that was uh me and uh wanting to do more comedy i played bluegrass for seven years and made some oh. records and what the fuck uh what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm interrupting you, but yeah, no, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we not talking about this? We sat and talked about like home mortgages and how to like uh, gain on interest rates and make money yeah. off of like flipping houses. And you were in bluegrass. What is? I, I'm so yeah. sorry just to get in, but this is amazing. What instrument did you play? Uh, I at first played guitar and banjo. I played guitar mainly, but uh, we found a way better banjo player than myself. So okay, um, I switched to guitar full time. And uh, yeah, I played. Um, I found I co-founded and and played with the Stampede String Band for. Wow. Seven years. We recorded one of our albums actually here in Irvington, um, uh, and um, yeah. So I, I did that for for going on seven years. I started to Jesus. do comedy, and I would tell jokes in between songs because it takes a while to tune the banjo, and, sure. and and these acoustic instruments go out of tune a lot. So in that dead time, we I, I hated silence on stage. It's the most awkward thing yeah. in yeah. the world, especially whether it's in the middle of the show or not. If there's silence on stage, it, it, it's odd unless it's being used. And so um, I would fill gaps with telling stories from the road and dumb jokes. Yeah. And um, and so you know, I, I really enjoyed playing music, but I wanted to I wanted to try comedy just as something I'd always wanted to try. And I went out and did a couple mics here in Indy. Really enjoyed it, and just things sort of shifted for me in my sort of drive creatively and, and performance-wise, and so I decided to step away um, from the band, and I realized that, you know, I have more time on my hands now Yeah, um, that I could create something more local, and I, that just wasn't really around. You know, if I wanted to go yeah. to comedy, I either needed to go to indie or I needed to wait till you know, um, Muncie had their shows. Yeah, and so uh, I decided to just kind of start one up where I was at and talk to the local brew house, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, we don't have anything going on Wednesdays." So we just started it up, and we've been doing it. Uh, it was three years in May that we started the, awesome. the, the the open mic, and we've gone from monthly to weekly to biweekly, and we finally found a niche here in the biweekly where every two weeks it seems like you know the city's ready to come out and laugh. So yeah. um, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, uh, yeah. I think pre-COVID, I, I really like the fact that, and I mean, I I never thought I'd be this way, but I'm very pro Indiana, just the whole state, just like because I think that. It's the yeah. underdog of the Midwest, and I think that's that's always super cool. But I really like the fact that comedy specifically is more of a people are like, no, it's a right, not a privilege. Like you don't need to live out in fucking Brooklyn, yeah, or, or California to, to go see a good show. And the fact that those are just like now popping up so often out in the mm-hmm. Midwest, on the in Indiana, now you know in Anderson, sure. like that's that's fucking awesome. That's huge. It was yeah, it, it was one of those things that that it was just a, a really very sort of see how it goes sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. And some of my friends utilize it there in town. And then we ended up having people from, you know, the 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 entire northeast central Indiana corridor between Muncie, Kokomo, Fort Wayne, um, even Dayton, even in, um, you, you know, Richmond and places like that. We've yeah. got these people coming over to Anderson just because it's twice as far to drive to Indy, but they're willing to drive that far to go do, you know, a brew house in the middle of Anderson on a Wednesday yeah, night to, yeah. you know, maybe 30 people. So, um, and 30 it, people's a big crowd. Though. It's not a huge room. So, like, yeah. it, it sits pretty nicely while maintaining a, a decent amount of safety. And so, you know what I mean? It's it, it's one of those things that uh, ha- has been able to, to work in our favor. 
You so know. even now, are you still doing pretty well with that? Even like yeah. COVID situation, that's yeah. That's and, and especially as we get into the colder months, you know, comedy is an indoor sport. So yeah. It's, yeah. It, as the winter months come in, um, you know, more and more people are going to be wanting to do stuff that just doesn't require being outside. So, you know, being able to do a Wednesday night show from an eight to ten slot, you know, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good thing for the city to have. Um, especially it gives it gives you a chance to put your phone down and and stop watching the news and and yeah, and, yeah. and you know laugh at some dumb shit for a while <laughs> yeah so no, absolutely so we talked about uh you have this podcast and uh yes uncle bucks here we go i'm <laughs> so excited we're doing it we're doing it i'm ready for it well we I, and because of me i called it a conspiracy podcast so they have been referring to it as conspiracy podcast <laughs> they they are the children that are uh, zach and i it and what's it like myself wears many hats yeah. so you know it's but uh, it was funny because i came in because we go by what because Dyke didn't give us any heads up before this today, so I asked, sure. and he said I do a con- he does a conspiracy podcast. So immediately I came, I sat down next to Kyle and said, "Do you do a conspiracy podcast?" And he <laughs> kind of went through it. And then an hour later, as we talked about any number of things, Zach sat down and was eating, uh, you know, just a potato. And then he said. <laughs> So I hear you do a conspiracy podcast, and then you yeah. had to go through the whole thing of like, well, it's sort of this, and we try to give yeah. it whatever, because you you sort of, I would imagine that that happens a lot, where you, not, I would not call it backtracking at all, yeah. but you have to, I don't know about you, but I would imagine that there are some people that when you hear conspiracy podcasts, it's almost a little bit tied to like far right Kind of yeah. Stuff well, just, and that's the, the, the that's a that's a very common misconception, especially right, right. especially if if you you know watch watch the news at, at any sort of frequency. Yeah. Um, the the term conspiracy theorist um, is being um, tied directly to uh, you know the the, the quote unquote QAnon movement, right? And and that is being directly tied to you know kind of the far right, which which honestly you know I I tend to believe that to the farthest extent. Uh, with maybe a few outliers that the left and the right wing belong to the same bird, you know, I, I and so it's, 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 you know, the, there are, you know, certainly some fundamental differences and, and that doesn't apply to everybody across yeah. the board. Um, but, you know, we don't, you know, hold anyone to any higher esteem than, than anyone else. We, we just want the stones that we think look like they have something underneath them mm-hmm. just to be turned over. Um, and, and that a lot of people think that they're, you know, is something underneath right, these things right. that, that they want to see turned over. So, you know, that's kind of why I think we talk about what we do. But you have an uphill battle, right? Because And I think that's what you were talking about. It's an uphill battle with conspiracy theories because there's so many that are just kind of yeah. flagrantly going around. And we talked about, like, the flat earthers, and that's a good example of, like, they have these conspiracy theories where it's like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> where it's uh, conspiracy theories are kind of tied into to, to some sort of reality that was there. But then, and again, I'm only talking about like this very specific uh, sure. documentary where then you kind of like peel the onion back and then they start giving you so many unfounded claims to support their theory that is, you know, whatever. But yours is yeah. actually pretty grounded. Well, try to be. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, I, I, I tend to, to point my, if you ask me to kind of label myself in that world, I would lean towards more of just saying that I am a truther. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, you know, don't care whether a certain conspiracy theory is right or wrong. A lot of people identify with, you know, if this theory ends up being wrong, I don't know what I'm going to do because I put so much into this yeah. theory. Whereas I feel that's a mistake to take to a lot of things that you don't know for right. for, for a fact. And so, you know, I would, I, I would, you know, never really build a hill to die on with any of this stuff. 
stuff. Nice. But at the same time, I think that you know some pieces of inf- of information that that are you know either um, that are either verifiable or not easily reversed yeah, can yeah. you know. Um, well, and, and I'm, I, I, this is extremely interesting, but I also don't want to get far away from the fact that you said that the left and right wing are the same bird. Did you invent that term? Is that, have I ever heard I that? I think before? I've probably heard that that's somewhere my, that's before. That's amazing. Uh, right. Well, yeah, no, I, I think I, I probably, uh, I, I will not take full credit for that. I'm sure I probably read that or, or, or heard that on a podcast. That's really good. Before, have you ever heard that, Zach? Have you ever heard that before? No, I don't think I. Okay, have. Zach. Just we always go to Zach because he's yeah. he's heard all of it, and if Zach hadn't heard it, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna say that you came up with it. We're, uh, we're gonna, we're I, it. Yeah, I I will I will allow you to place the credit, but that I was that was amazing. Take. No, that mean that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, and I it's it, it's one of those things where if you you know um, if you just kind of look back through time at at, at you know the the way. Um, so, so the term conspiracy theories came out of the, the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. The the, um, uh, the the CIA was having a lot of people questioning the official narrative. Um, now they were the ones who brought up the magic bullet theory, but you know, um, a lot of people were questioning the narrative. And in order to discredit anyone who questioned the narrative, they started yeah. throwing around the term conspiracy theorist and and discrediting people using the term conspiracy theorist. When you know, over the course of the of that's what I was going to ask. It is yeah. kind of a it's it's not a positive term. I yeah. Guess. Like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What 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 is the going term for a truther? Truther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like anyone who's a true truther isn't going to hold on to a theory despite a valid rational argument against it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because because at the end of the day, I think a lot of people who get called conspiracy theorists only care about the truth, which is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Like I I don't care which side wins as long as it's done in get, truth. Get down. You know to what it. I mean? And 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 that's such a hard and awkward thing to say because you know I mean any truth is a half truth. You know, sure. um, yeah. there's two sides to every coin, and so um, you know the the truth that we see and the truth that we don't see are two two very very different things. Well, and I think it was interesting is that you just it seems like it honestly seems like we could probably just bring up any conspiracy theory and you have something to say about it because i think dyke brought up the 5g and you specifically started with well we haven't really touched on that and but you know yeah you know we as we were talking you just know so much about it and there's facts that you introduced where it's and 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 definitely correct me where i'm gonna gonna definitely be wrong here but i I think there was a like a tower and there was a side of a tree that was dead and the outside of the tower was not dead yeah there's so like a lot of the 5g theories are you know very like people are saying the 5g caused coronavirus people are saying the 5g right you know is is just causing cancer left and right well we know that radiation from cell phone has been linked to causing cancer that's just something that that we were told about back when flip phones were a thing right you know what i mean um um, and as that intensifies, you can only imagine that you know somehow that that strength. You know, so, so that to me doesn't really call isn't called a conspiracy theory. Now, if you want to say that they made it this strong in order to do that, I don't know if, if that's a if that's a, a very valid sort of thing. However, there were some situations in when the five G towers were being tested that you know there, there were large flocks of birds that would just be found yeah. dead um, uh, near these towers that you know c- could have been a a um, uh, could, could have been caused by anything, but it was a correlation that that I thought was at least you know worth We're talking, talking about. about. And you know whether or not that proves anything, I don't have that information available. But you know it's it's these sorts of things that have this 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 kernel of truth. Yeah, yeah. And then someone says it causes coronavirus, and then all of a sudden. It just it, it just is is nonsense, yeah, yeah. and that's what stops people from even having a leg of interest in that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and that happens so much with, with with this sort of conversation. Is that is that what makes it 
does that make it difficult you to to find people that you can have conversations with about this? And I, I can only relate on um, the the side of like I, I read a lot of comic books and I collect about a lot of action figures and I don't associate with any of those people. Yeah. So I would assume that you just have I don't I, I would love to know how you feel about other people that are kind of labeled as conspiracy not I don't want to label you as conspiracy yeah. theorist, but sort of in that like truth or conspiracy sure. situation. I don't know if that makes it difficult for you to find somebody to kind of bounce this kind of stuff off of that sort of have the same ideals because yours are definitely grounded. Yours are definitely like it's about getting the truth, not about getting to my truth. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That makes my, it difficult. My question is, do you ever talk to somebody and you're just like, I don't believe any of... <laughs> do, do, do I ever uh, yeah, talk to anyone just and like, say... I, I got to tap out of this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. I mean, however, I I kind of got to where I am now with, um, you know, my level of sort of uh, interest and, and um, um, you know, knowledge that, that I've learned about this sort of stuff that I got there by just asking questions. And I feel like yeah. when, someone, yeah, yeah. when someone throws something completely at me out of left field... Sure. Then I'm gonna, you know, I I approach that the same way I approach the six o'clock news, which is just with follow up questions, you know, that that help me, you know, sort of understand it better. And then eventually, through enough questions and enough, you know, poking holes in, yeah. then then you can kind of see what sticks. And and that that's not always that that's not always something like like so when people come to me, um, so you, you mentioned the flat Earth thing, yeah, um, I'm not the type of person that um, is just going to, you know, stand on a hill when it comes to, you know, um, flat earth. But I love the argument. I love the discussion. I think that the discussion in and of itself serves a purpose to make people remember why they believe I the agree. earth is round. I agree. Because, because a lot of people, when you ask them, prove me the earth, prove to me the earth is round, they understand that there's been this this work put into yep. proving that, but they themselves couldn't put that forward. And, and so by just causing that critical thinking, yeah. that's how a lot of people kind of kind of blindly were like, oh, well, if I can't prove it, then sh- shit's got to be flat. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? And, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, even like, 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 Poke holes in your truth to strengthen it. You know what well, I mean. You, you want that, That's the whole thing of like, yeah. you know, social media and Facebook, and the fact that you're only you're only following people that agree with you. Like, it's nice to be challenged, and then yeah. you have to support that challenge. Sure. And the, the flat Earth thing should have been, why is the Earth flat? Like, I don't know, because the astronaut stole. It's like, no, no, no. Let's, yeah. It's an exercise. It's an exercise. Sure. To like, why do you believe that the Earth is round? And mm-hmm. and I think that that's where it's interesting. But yeah. that that is also where I come to. And again, my. My only, you know, delving into, you know, what's, what I would consider a conspiracy theory is really the flatter situation. And then it, through that documentary, and obviously editing is, is key there, but they kind of, the support was almost more ridiculous than mm-hmm. that. So, but I think that's the, that's the point is like, that's, you find, you have to support yeah. your and argument. You, you, you can present something ridiculous in a professional way. Right, right, right. And, and it's still, you know, um, those sorts of documentaries do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also so does, you know. Um, sixty minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, 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 sixty minutes straight up had a lot of specials of, um, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, John of God, um, who Oprah touted very, very highly and and actually recommended he was caught uh, in his girls' camps, you know, um, yeah. uh, sexually assaulting some of them. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, and 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 Oprah, not only Oprah, but um, you know, sixty minutes promoted stories about hey follow this guy as a spiritual leader and then he ends up having the, this sort of truth so it's like you know that right. those that documentary while presented possibly professionally could have been full of tons of shit. Like, like a lot of the things that we could right. possibly be seeing on the mainstream media and that's that's essentially where 
you know, um, I'm coming out with it is like take yeah. take both of them with the most uh, objective and questioning eye possible. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, now, do you believe in like just in general? Like, yeah. are you do you believe in like supernatural phenomenon and oh, the yeah. cult? Okay, yeah. Like for me, like I'm the I'm like that's. I love that stuff. Like, I'm a nerd. Like, so sure. if it's been in, like, movies and comics and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love time travel. I love all these, like, yeah. sci-fi concepts. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to, like, day and day, I'm just, like, I'm such a doubting Tom. I'm, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a skeptic at heart. Sure, absolutely. So it's just, like, I'm, like, I love all these things. I love hearing about them. I love learning them. But I'm very skeptical. Um, so when I always seem to have to tap out of a lot of stuff that's, like, once we start talking about aliens or lizard people yeah. or, you mm-hmm. know, Sasquatch. I just yeah. Except unless he's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is that, that is Sasquatch. <laughs> Always helpful. Yeah. Um, hopeful. Um, totally off topic, but are you, I don't know, do you, did you ever watch the 80s series V? Did you ever watch oh, it? Oh, yeah. It gave me nightmares as a child. I'm rewatching it now. It is glorious. Yeah. It's holding up. It is hor- It's not connected to anything, but it, it is, is a great yeah. It was uh, lizard show. people came down oh under the guise of helping. It's so good. But then they were obviously had devious plans, but they looked human and they presented as human, but they just were wearing like rubber masks and they would just like peel yeah. their rubber face off and they'd be like a lizard person underneath mm-hmm. and they would eat like mice. Yeah, yeah, that's how it started. Uh, so it's it's weird. like early, early eighties, and it is Game of Thrones. I was like twenty years, thirty years before Game of Thrones. I was four when the show came out. It, so it gave me nightmares well into my like teens. That'll do it. It was the the the. I think the finales like shit the bed, but like the it, the actual miniseries. I'm like two episodes in, just because that's what Robert England's in it. He yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, He's like the, he's like a good the guy. Doofy guy. He plays <laughs> him. Like it's the first time I've ever seen without anything on. He just like looks like himself. But yeah, it's it's great. It's really really good. I so, know so can I can I throw some like yes classic conspiracies? Oh, absolutely. Well, right, before and, you go, that can I ask yeah, what are, yeah. what is your opinion? Flat Earth or Round Earth? Um, I am most interested in so so so. Here's the thing. I don't like. I don't know that. I honestly don't know that I'm married to the ball. I don't okay. know that I'm married to the ball, but at the same time, I like having a foot in each ring mm-hmm. simply because I enjoy having that conversation. At the end of the day, for me, I'm going to live my life the same either way. Like yeah, it's, just, yeah. it, it, it's just one of those things that, to me, if the earth was flat or if the earth was round, I'm still going to be nice to people. Sure. So so like that's one of those things that I've not really dove too deep in to try and find out where I am. However, I do think there are a lot of interesting arguments um, about the way that low earth orbit uh, works and and I think there are a lot of interesting questions around how we can't get so far out of our own orbit right now. Um, yeah. but, but we're talking about you know going to Mars and things like that. I think that Elon Musk might know more than than oh. than, than you know we might want to let on. But again, you know, I'm just a uh, you know the, a, a comedian with the same information that, that that everyone else has. So I like I said, I uh, you know I'm not going to put my hat fully in either ring and say that anyone who disagrees with this side is yeah. wrong because I think that um, I think that they're uh, is an interesting spot for the true earth is kind of kind of where I'm at I, I think that there, I think there's 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 something that we don't know about you know right. this, that that may be beyond what we could ever know as humans but yeah I, I won't get too awful deep into that but you know I'm not married to the ball if it's flat let it be flat I'll yeah. give you okay let's do a speed round here Got okay it. Sorry. And I, I will just uh, I'll just throw something out and then I just want you to give like 
a sentence to try to wrap up where you're at with this thing. I'm going to put a broad allegedly over anything I say. Nice. Okay. Nice. I mean, so, this is your opinion. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Game, just for suiciding reasons. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> get Epstein. Uh, we could also uh, just do this with every guest, but this is a fun time. J- yeah. JFK. JFK. Uh, I believe that JFK was killed um, by uh, the members of the Skull and Bones that um, did not want him to destroy the Fed or destroy secret societies. Um, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was a CIA recruit, um, recruited by George H.W. Bush, who was the acting CIA director at the time. So um, That'd be the greatest movie ever. Come. 9-11. Um, 9-11, uh, obviously one of the greatest tragedies to ever happen, um, on our planet. Um, I think that, uh, there was a plan put in place that, um, the proper channels to stop it from happening did not for some reason. And I don't think that we learned enough about that. Um, I think there are too many unanswered questions to just say that it was 19 guys that learned how to fly Cessnas, you know. That did all this. I, I just think there, 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 there's way more to that than, than mm-hmm. what we were told. So I'm not going to go out and say Bush did 9-11 because I think that he, you know, had a hard time reading. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think that, that there there are there are parties way larger than any, any government that, that can pull strings on this planet that, you know, aren't necessarily terrorists or the U.S. government that may have, you know, interests larger than what we might know. So area 51. Um, I, I, I think the term area 51 is, is, is a way of like, um, branding people to think that it's like this, this thing that it's not. Um, I do think that there probably are some sort of alien research places, but I think that they're probably in these deep underground military bases that exist throughout the entire United States West, um, in places that we don't even know under mountains that we probably don't even know are a thing that, lead to a base somewhere so new world order um i well i mean george hw bush said that in a speech in uh the 80s he said that that there's going to be a new global world order um and uh um that, that there are currently people um that in in major uh powerful positions that have already talked about a global union um that if we were in war already um should have something happen with north korea should something have happened with russia should something have happened with these other any other um place like that that uh you know um something like that could be called for globally um uh but uh but um i don't know there are people in power though that i think would 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 want to push for a new world order. Um, some that maybe wouldn't, but maybe would want something as globalist, but like just a little bit differently. So I don't know. Um, but I do think that's definitely something that is probably in the cards potentially. What about, and last but not least, chemtrails. Chemtrails. Okay. So, um, it's, it's not new news. Um, there, there have actually been heads of, uh, um, DARPA and other organizations, HARP um, as well, that have talked about, you know, um, clouds that they can make with, uh, you know, uh, machines and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then um, there are already... Um, like, uh, I know, cl- like, cloud seeding is, like, true. A, a thing that's, like, 
There's yeah. not, not not much of a debate over it. Yes. It's a good thing that everyone's um, do. But but then the um the, there have been several times where the the uh, air force and stuff um have admitted to putting um uh some uh I, I don't know them off the top of my head but they've talked about some sort of metallic compounds that they've put into the air to to help strengthen the ozone system. So you know um whether or not they're coming down here to give us all these diseases and to to hurt us and whatnot you know I I don't know um but. But, uh, but, you know, putting chemi- chemicals into the sky via plane is not a new thing. So, um, you know, I, I don't know about any intentions. I don't know if it's giving us all cancer or whatever, but I think that's more or less, you know, the McDonald's and whatnot. I think we could probably do some changing of that in our own to try and cut down on that. I don't think it's a chemtrails we got to go after <laughs> that scenario. But yeah. is, there, yeah. wow. is there a famous conspiracy or a, a famous theory out there that uh, like everyone's kind of familiar with that you're just like absolutely not on board with. You're just like, no, this has been disproven, or right, there's not enough evidence for me to 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 ride along with it. Um, you know, I think that I I think that when it comes to that, that I I think I really have a hard time believing that uh like. Um, there was not something bigger surrounding the John Bonet situation. I, I, I think the John Bonet Ramsey sort yeah. of situation. You don't think it was the brother? No, I, I, I think that I the, the brother may have done it, but I think that there are a lot of things in play that could have like led to the brother doing it. You know what I mean? Have you seen the documentary about? The, I don't remember which one it was. I mean, I know there's been multiple. They're ones. all bad. I but think John Bonet documentaries are bad. There's one where like, they just make like a little doll, yeah. like John Bonet size, and they just whap on it, <laughs> and they're just like, and they're just like, there's no way that this could. And it's just like, what are we watching? Oh yeah, whap <laughs> on it. Going to town with like a here's a good like a break down. What do you think about whapping on dolls? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I have oh. not seen that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've seen that one. I've seen some, I've seen some breakdowns online, um, and I, I I think that I, I think that um, while I think the brother probably did do it in in general, I think that I think that there were some weird things about just the pageant world that I think that may have yeah. really kind of cause that shit every, 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 everyone in the story is a bad actor kind of thing uh, potentially yeah. or that or that there's some side of it that maybe just you know wasn't you know that's that's probably the easiest talked about uh, pill for me to swallow is yeah like, everyone involved with a child beauty pageant yeah it's probably a cream no no yeah. no, no. Yeah. so it's like yeah. a tiger king situation <laughs> <laughs> that's actually yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. yeah no i mean that i i think that you know like, like anything else you're gonna have uh you know your your folks with good intentions but then you know there's always a snake in the grass so Kyle, time has flown by. Yeah, it was so um, this is great. Where yeah. can people get all your plugs in? Where can uh, people follow you and find you? Um, you can follow me on all social media at Uncle Buck's House. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Uncle, Bu- at Uncle Buck's Podcast. Um, you can follow uh, Kettle Top Brew House. You can get um, all the updates on the comedy shows. I will be posting those as well. Um, you can follow uh, just anything at Uncle Buck's Podcast on all Spotify, iTunes, um, all that stuff. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Cool. Absolutely. Great. Thank you very much. That was fun. That Absolutely. That flew by. It was yeah. so fun. That was a good time. I, I'm more than willing to come back whenever. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. You were so good. By all means. Definitely bring you back. By all means. Um, Chef, I need J- to get you guys down to, down to Greenwood, too, by the way. Oh, 
Yeah, we would love to do it. Chef, uh, Chef JJ's uh, next week? Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Did you say Sunday? Saturday. Friday. Saturday. It's Friday. Friday? Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. Go to Chef JJ's website for details. I love the disappointment in this room when I suggested it might be a Saturday. <laughs> like, you fucking son of a bitch. Uh, it's clearly it's a Friday. Amazing show thrown by a uh, friend of the show, Thaddeus McKee. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's done this uh, a couple times. He's doing it again. This is uh, a really chef-curated dinner with a comedy show that goes along with it. Check out the website for details, but, like, you're not going to see anything like this in in, in town. You're not going to cool. get a, yeah. a full-on experience. This is something... Like you take a you take a friend you take a lady friend too you take a male friend too if you want to get laid yeah you want to put something and something at the end of the night wow. you take them out you wind them down or rub some things together yeah I remember one time uh, I asked uh, this chef of mine when I was like new in new in the game he made these uh, chocolate covered strawberries and uh, he, I said hey give me something that'll get me laid he goes if you can't get laid with these chocolate covered strawberries you can't get laid. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Chef JJ show. <laughs> it's the, the time to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you come to the show, you're you're impressing somebody. Uh, thank you, Brunch Nation. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yep.